You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. It has been a very long time since we have been here. A lot has gone on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Best in the World Sports Report. What is going on? My name is John Brown here with Javon Alford from Total Sports Live, the owner, the founder, the head man in charge. He's like the Suge Knight of of Total Sports Live. What's going on, my friend? Oh my God! No, I don't. I don't think I want to be compared to. Uh, no, Suge you should. You no, should. He's, he's got so many problems now. Though. Well, well, true. All right. Well, look, man. I, you, I don't want to be that. You're like 95, Suge. You're not 2000. Why can't I be puffy? Is that who you want to be? All right. All right. Okay. Fine. All right. Have you had an identity crisis yet? Yes. No, not yet. As long as that doesn't make me biggie. I mean, I, I don't mind being <laughs> no, the greatest no, no. of all time, but well, it's like, all right. Yeah, you could be mace. All right. all right, let me think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, that third <laughs> voice that you were hearing, Angela Montoni from Total Sports Live is here. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm glad to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? We had to bring in some reinforcements. Somebody, you know, a, a third party to keep us in line. I don't know Quicker. about all that. You don't know? You know? <laughs> Keep people in line? Yeah, keep us in line. We got I mean, cause we get a little wild on this show. All right. When we get in when we get into it, when we start talking, when we get into a, a subject, you know, everything's out the window. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it's like we we're out here, we're telling people, sit your ass down, we cooking people. We, we gotta do, we gotta do that for this edition too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People won't get cooked because yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> we have, I, mean, I mean let's 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 real quick, let's just run it down what has gone on since the last time we did a podcast. Villanova won a national championship. Yes. Uh Flyers made a playoff run. It was kind of short. They Very got, short. They got cooked, but you know, it's all right. They made it. Not cooked. Sixers won a playoff series. Yes. And then got cooked. Yes. But it's all right. You know, they'll right. be back. You know, um, Eagles are still Super Bowl champions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for like a week and a half, maybe the Phillies were in first place. Yeah. But they're, they're, you they know, started out bad. But, they started out bad. But improved. Improved. Then went bad again. And then they're getting back. There. They're getting back. They're a young team. Yeah. They're a very young team. They'll, they'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And now we're here the end of June and the NBA draft is upon us. And the future of the Philadelphia 76ers hangs in the balance with what they do over the next week, over this week. By the end of this week, if you are listening to this podcast at the end of the week, a lot of questions will be answered. And it starts with the draft. Brett Brown is running the draft because Brian Colangelo uh, got the boot. Mm -hmm. We we all know why. Yes, we do. I got that wrong, dude. I was telling people I thought Brian Colangelo was going to keep his job. It it looked like he was. I I thought I thought these stories just were too, be, just I, be just because yeah. when you even look at the report by the law firm just to see that he didn't have the he didn't he wasn't the one that established and posted on the account. Man, I'm a, let, let me give but, you but, you, but, you, a, you you a young man. Let me give you let me give you a nickel worth of free advice. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Can never trust a woman who will never who won't take your last name. True. Wife got a different last name. That is true. Can't trust that. Can't trust a woman who won't take your last name. You get married, she takes your last name. She want to keep her last. She want to keep her own last name. Nah, dude. <laughs> you run. Well, wait. Are you talking personally and professionally? Or I'm talking about both. all of it. Mm. All of it. You, no, you're not on board with well, that. Here's the thing. My okay. boyfriend's last name is Cream. Okay, mm-hmm. Angela Crean doesn't really have as much pop well, as look, Angela Montoni. Well, I, 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 that I understand. So professionally, I would. Or, okay, well, you know, or, profession- or, 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 or she went with the hyphen Angela Montoni Crean. Mm. Yeah. There's the also hi- there's also that scene in Blazing or not Blazing Saddles, Caddyshack that mm-hmm. comes back to haunt me when I use See, his last name. Well, look, here's, here's the thing. I will, I would accept the hyphenated last name. More. I reject not taking my last name. All right, that's out. Yeah, you gonna take the, you know, we gonna get in this marriage. Look, <laughs> I hate to sound all chauvinistic and like caveman, like I'm over here beating my chest or something. But it's like, look, you gonna take this last name, all right? But nonetheless, I thought these allegations were too preposterous to prove. Right. And it was like when you got, when you got into it, this whole thing sounds crazy. Where it's almost like we well, just be like, look, are you listening to this? Are you listening to this? Mm-hmm. Are you hearing what's going on? Right. There's no way this could. I am a general. You know, it's like I am in. A, a twenty-year NBA, NBA front office, office. person, right? And you're telling people, you're saying, I'm out here on Twitter, dogging my players. Yeah, 
it's like to me, I thought that was too preposterous to prove. And I thought that if he was able to get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on board, if they believed him, everything else would fall into place. I agree with that. But apparently that's not what happened. No, it didn't. Brian Colangelo is out of a job. For now. For now. Give it about well, well, give, well, it, give it about two years. He'll be yeah, back in yeah he'll game. be back in the game. He ain't working for us no more. He's, nah. he's done. Nah. He's done. But nonetheless, now we got a draft, and we don't got no general manager. We got Brett Brown running the show. And, you know, that could, could or could not be a bad thing. I mean, how do you feel about that? What do you feel about Brett Brown running the show at this point? I mean, I think – Having him run the show is not so much a bad thing because he understands what this team needs from a free agency standpoint. Like he knows what you know what the team is missing in that point, and he understands that for this team to go to that next level and to be able to compete, that they need to acquire a big name of free agency, either if it's this year or the following year. He understands that, and. What something he alluded to when last week, I think it was last Monday at the pre-draft workout, what he alluded to was that, you know, that it's not only him making the decision, he's going to lean on the other people in the front office, like Mark Eversley, who I think is the assistant GM, going to lean on him and everybody else that's a part of that course. I think it's not so much a bad thing. It's a difference. It's a, it's a difference, obviously, because, you know, head coach, you're doing GM duties, doesn't really work out well. Just look at Stan Van Gundy in Detroit. He's out of a job. Uh, Doc Rivers, they eventually had to sever that court with that, and now Lawrence Frank is taking over. But I think for the interim, it is okay until they until they do their due diligence and find an, mm-hmm. a new GM. Well, they've kind of been down this road before. Because if you remember when Brett Brown first came on to uh, – to the team, they hired him after the draft. So they went into a draft without a coach, went into free agency without a coach. You know, so it's not like this organization hasn't been there before. It's it's unorthodox, but I don't think it's necessarily something that will – it doesn't have to be a hindrance. Angel, what do you think? I actually don't mind it so much um, because one of the things that I've said before is that – I felt so bad for Brett Brown when his first couple of years here because I feel like there were so many players that once he finally got to a player and liked a player, they traded him away. So I think he's kind of – I mean, obviously it was a PR nightmare and they had to get rid of Colangelo and that was who they placed in the interim to not make a hasty decision. But I think it's kind of – I mean, good for him. Like he actually gets to go into a draft and maybe pick who he wants and be able to cultivate that player and has like the ultimate say in it. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, and I guess we'll see how it works out. But it's not like a long-term thing, so. It's not a long-term thing, but I feel like this is a key draft. And I feel like this is is a draft that as as the league turns, they have to get right. You know, the jury is still out on Fultz and whether or not Fultz is the guy. You know, there are a lot of people who feel like the Sixers got took as far as the Fultz trade. I am – for me, I feel like we haven't seen enough of Fultz to make that uh, determination yet. You know, because, yes, you know, Tatum is a beast. Tatum is an absolute beast, and Tatum would have been a beast here. He would have been somebody who, who fit well here. So to see him blossom into the player that he is now, you know, yeah, that kind of hurts, but Fultz could still be that guy. And if a Fultz trade, you know, facilitates getting somebody better, because it's like, say we did get Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. and then we find ourselves back in this position, and it's like we're still a free agent away. We're still some, you know, one, you know, key player away. You know, who do you then? Who do you trade? You know, because, you know, Fultz, we trade Fultz. It would suck, but I would get over it. You know, if uh, mm. tra- trading Fultz, if it brought in a Kawhi Leonard. I would go for that. I wouldn't mind that. Nah. You shaking your head no. Why are you shaking your head no? You don't be Are you well, before we even do that, because and I'm sitting here as we're doing this podcast, he's got a Fultz t shirt on. As I'm talking about getting rid of him. Oh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let me ask you this. You know, we we've talked about Kawhi Leonard. Where do you stand on Kawhi Leonard? Just in general, or just, I mean, or, or just or involving a, the Sixers. Him, him as a player, 
what's going on with him in San Antonio and the possibility of him coming to this team? I mean, him as a player, I mean, everybody would, at this table would agree that he's one of the best two-way players in the game, you know. Some people think he's the second best player in the, in, the, in the NBA. Some, you know, some think he's top five. And I think we've seen over, when his career was beginning and obviously that finals where he kind of became like the LeBron stopper, that's like when his career finally like started to like take off and then even even the uh, last not like yeah, even last season he was playing really well. If it wasn't for Zaja Pachulia, you know, undercutting him. Golden State a bunch of thugs, man. If if Some he thugs if, out there if, in Golden if, State. If, he I'm did just, that on purpose, I'm, man. I'm just saying, if remember they were up twenty in yeah. that game. So yeah. we and we never saw we never, what he, yeah. what he could do to actually lead a team. Hasn't been right since. Right. So that and then obviously the quad injury, you know, it was very interesting just to see and hear how everything, you know, was kind of what do you development make, from that. What do you, and let me bring both of you guys in. What do you make of all that? Because here's the thing. It's like for the last 20 years, we've been talking about Popovich and the Spurs and the Spurs culture. And you don't hear a lot of players complaining about the Spurs. And it's almost to the point where it's like when you look, when you think about the San Antonio Spurs and people – in that organization being unhappy, you don't look negatively on the organization. You, you know, you, when I, when I hear a player is not getting along with Popovich and the Spurs, I don't look at the organization. I look at the player. So it's like, now you you have a player, you know, the talent with the talent of a Kawhi Leonard, who's disgruntled. And then you have to ask whether or not you want him on this team. Like, is he a malcontent? Is he is he somebody who's going to generally be unhappy? And if you're if you can't find happiness, if you can't be happy in a market like San Antonio, what makes you think you're gonna come here? Who chooses Philly to be happier over San Antonio? Well, when you look at just the whole dynamic about this, is that the report I think ESPN said that Kawhi Leonard has hasn't yet gone to the Spurs and said I want to. I want to treat. As just say, he wants to be out. So we haven't directly heard from him yet. It's more so his camp, and obviously with his camp, we've heard different things. Obviously, the whole New York thing. He mentioned in New York. Why? Because his uncle and stuff lives in New York and New Jersey and around that area. So when you have that, and then obviously the L.A. things, just about he's from L.A. That's where he's from. It's the allure of you know playing for your hometown. I guess that's the thing. That's the thing now. Spurs ain't stupid though. Ain't no, gonna, not at all. Gonna, how you gonna? I mean, you gonna trade a Kawhi so you can build a super team in Los Angeles? Like, why would you do that? I don't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. do that. There, there, there. There's no way. And I think that's the thing. Um, San Antonio, they have the balls in their court. They can move whenever they feel like they want to move Kawhi. They don't have to move him this summer. Mm-hmm. They can move him at the trade deadline. They don't feel like there's no good package in the trade deadline. Just let him walk in free agency. Mm-hmm. If that's that's what he so chooses. If he's that much not happy being there mm-hmm. and feeling like you know they kind of turned their back. That if it, if it's to the, if it's to the point of where he said or where they were or what it was reported that mm-hmm. he felt like they turned his back on him when you know when he went to go see a seek a second opinion then. You gotta do his best, but the Spurs are not gonna give him what he wants. He's gonna they're gonna play it smart, which is somewhere out east. There's no way he stays west. Somewhere out east like Philadelphia. Maybe. Depends on what you gotta give up. All right, so let's let's start here. Let's 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 talk about that because that brings us back to this draft. And one and it also when you have a player like a Kawhi out there, you possibly have LeBron, you're gonna have Paul George out there. And you got your head coach being your interim general manager. Does that scare you? Because now you're talking about you looking when you're looking at the opportunity to bring in a Kawhi Leonard and you realize that you might have to give up. You might have to give up Dario. You might have to give up Fultz. You're probably going to have to give up the 10. You might have to give up some in a draft pick in the future. All those things are on the table. Do you want your interim general manager handling something like that? With all those pieces out there? Uh, 
It could either make him look like a genius or make him look like a fool. Yeah, but, exactly. But he, he, there's no gray area. He, he's going to look real smart. He's going to be like, oh, my God. Me, personally, I would need some type of assurances that after, like, he's not just a rental. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give all that up for just one season. And if that's the case, that's what we're really talking about there, where he would go someplace regardless when his contract is up, then I wouldn't even entertain anything. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like I think about this and I'm torn because there's so much rotting on the table. You know, there's so much going on right now. And I think, just like we said before, there's no gray area. When you think about the free agents that are out there, what you can do, you know, and you're seeing the potential of teams building super teams now. You know, it's like, where where are you going to send Kawhi? I'm hearing, like, I'm hearing Boston. That scares me. That scares me. You know, Kawhi coming out, going to Boston. What if, Le, you know, wherever LeBron goes, if LeBron stays, you know, if LeBron stays in the East, you know, it, it takes a while. You, if that is going to happen, there's more pressure on the Sixers to draft well. They have to draft well. So if they're not going to be able to get one of these prize free agents, if this offseason is going to come and go and they're not going to get LeBron, they're not going to get Paul George, they're not going to get Kawhi Leonard, they might not, you know, they're probably not going to get Chris Paul, they're not going to get, you know, any of these free agents that are out there, then they got it. They got to knock it. They have to knock this pick out the park. And it's the number 10 pick. So it's not even a promise that, you know, I mean, you can get value at number 10. Very. But, they, you know, you have to, this has to be a grand slam. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be a grand slam to a point, but you don't want to reach on a certain yeah, player. Yeah, that, exactly, exactly. You you're know. dependent on, well, the potential says that he has this, but he doesn't necessarily fit what you what you need in your in your team at the moment. Yeah, so. it, can't, it can't be, it can't be. Nerlens, Joel, and Ja in three because you know nah it can't you know you you don't need to be drafting the same you know somebody that you already have right you know you believe that Fultz is your point guard or excuse me your two guard with Ben as your uh, point mm-hmm. Joel is your center Dario is your power forward you know I'm look you know we need a swing man you know that that's the I'm so. I'm looking at your shirt again because you got Fultz and Covington. Javon's got a Fultz and Covington shirt on. So his shirt is half good. All right. Hey, Jam. Uh, no, it, it, the shirt is hot. Yeah. The shirt is hot. It was like, I, I like the shirt. The players on the shirt, you know, well, I should say one of them. my choice. <laughs> one of them leaves a little bit to be desired. But it's like, what's, I'm looking at Robert Covington. I'm saying, hey, bro, you are the weakest link. So. I'm looking. I need a power forward. So that once again brings us back to the draft and who you get. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I feel like there's a good possible swingman who plays not far from here. You know, depending on who you talk to in the city, how far that is from right. the city <laughs> is, is. You know, that's up for debate. That's up for debate. You know, I feel like there is a Philly school that has a player, even though some people say it's not a Philly school because technically it's not in the city limits, but it is. When you go to the school, you get channels three, six, and ten, so therefore it's Philly. When you turn on the radio, you hear Power 99, so it's Philly. But nonetheless, I'm looking at Bridges, and I'm thinking, okay, how about this guy? Do you, I mean, I mean, I, I set up, I, I did the whole setup thing for Villanova, yeah. and I, I got the side eye from both of y'all. Oh, no, from, not from, from me. From, from from the Temple alum, and, and, and the- I have no problem uh, with, not, I have no problem with Bridges and, and Villanova. And, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the Temple and the LaSalle uh, people in here. You want, you want, Angela, you went to Temple, right? I went there, I got my bachelor's there, and I go there, I'm getting my master's. I'll be done in December. Oh, so, so you just giving Temple all your money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you, you you don't want no love for Villanova right now. <laughs> I'm looking at Temple and Villanova grads right here, and they're just like, I mean, the Temple, excuse me, Temple and LaSalle grads, not, not Villanova. Javon almost punched me in my face right there. Nah. But nonetheless, what do you think of Bridges? 
I like Bridges. I, I think that's the perfect pick. I, th- I think this works out well. People are talking about him going higher. I mean, maybe. But I could see him. I mean, I could see him being there. We just watched the ESPN mock draft. And they was dropping knowledge. They had, they had uh, Bridges at 10. I'll take it. I mean, what do you think? Um, I, It depends. I would take Bridges at 10, but it just depends on how the board falls because Cleveland can opt to take him at 8. And the Knicks could take him at 9 because the Knicks need a swing need a swing guy too. They got Porzingis. Porzingis probably is not coming back until mm-hmm. Christmas. Maybe if that, if that, yeah, yeah, they're talking, they're talking, they're talking about that knee is in bad shape. Yeah, so you know he might miss the whole year too. He might miss the whole year, and if and honestly, you know, as much as people got on us about tanking and the whole tanking thing, Nick's been tanking about as long as we have. We got like a a one year head start. Like when we started the tank, the Knicks was you know Carmelo was was still pretty good. Yeah, Uh, Amari Stoudemire still had some you know something left in the tank. The Knicks were still good. Right. They weren't great, but they were good. And then they just fell off the cliff after that. But, you know, honestly, the Knicks have had their full tank now. Yes. So you look at that squad, and even even where they pick, their odds are there's no true game changes. You know, the Sixers are in a better place than the Knicks, where whoever they get can – add to that team. Mm-hmm. The Knicks need whoever they draft to be a difference maker. And I don't know if necessarily a difference maker is there at nine and ten. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like I like McK- I like Bridges for what he, you know, because I don't need him to come in here and, and take us to the promised land. Right. You know, he's not coming in here to be a star. No. You know, he might become one, but I think he's a better option. I'd rather see him at the three <laughs> than yeah. Robert Covington. You know. Covington's just too inconsistent. Oh my god! His whole yeah. career. Yeah, that's the only thing consistent about him—that he's inconsistent. He's mm-hmm. he's consistently inconsistent. Yes, he is. And like, I don't mind Robert Covington coming off the bench for this team, being a role—you know, six being, man. Yeah, six man role player, whatever. You know, coming off the bench—that's fine. You know, move him down. But that's what I mean. To me, that's what you got him for. You know, he got he helped get you over the hump of. You know the tanking part of the process, mm-hmm. but now is the time to bring in some better players, and then move him to the bench. The same with with, uh, with McConnell. I like you know I like him. I like him on the team. I like what he gave us in the playoffs. I like the spark that he gave us. But you know I don't ever want to see him start again. You know it's like nah. now it's like if there's going to be a change at starting point guard, it needs to be Fultz, not McConnell. But you know, there's, there's a reason why Brett Brown is over there in Camden running things, and I'm chilling out here in Elkins Park with y'all. <laughs> Elkins Park slash Sheltonham, depending on what side of the street depending you sit. Depending on what side of the street you're yeah, going. It's all but no, I think, it, like I said, it just depends. It depends on, to be honest with you, it just depends on what the Knicks do at nine, you know, and that determines what's going to be left for the Sixers if. Well, eight and nine depends on what Cleveland does and what and what the Knicks does because Cleveland can opt to take Bridges and that can leave the Knicks taking maybe Trey Young, but maybe Trey Young falls to the Sixers at ten. I, I don't want Trey Young. I don't. I don't think nobody wants Trey Young. I don't want Trey Young. I don't exactly. think nobody does. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm just playing hypothetical out here on this board. Or you can trade it for Luca, which you know people are getting now. Now if that happy happens, for okay. Or- now, but I'm not seeing it. So. No, I don't, I don't see it either. But would you take him, your boy Dio, and we couldn't get him on. He want he wants Luca over Dario. Would you make that trade? Would you put Luca over Dario? Mm, no. Exactly. No. Angela, what about you? Angela's shaking her head. No, she's like, nah, I'm good. No, mm-hmm. I wouldn't either. Well, that if I think we all do, we all agree that if he is there. Sixers should draft uh, Bridges. Yes. Yeah. If Bridges is not there, who do you? Who then do you want? Who would you pick? I'm 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 looking at you know the brain trust of Total Sports Live right now. You know I need I need this is what we go to you guys for this information for. This is what this is why I go to TotalSportsLive.com for. This is the information I need. This bless me with the information. Tell me, 
What do we if Bridges is not there? Who should the Who should the Sixers draft? Well, theoretically, if he gets taken before the tenth pick, that might leave Knox out there, who also has a good outside shot. What's he saying? It's the truth. It is the truth. And the Sixers are inviting Knox for a second workout. So when it, uh, is that this week? When uh, tomorrow? Uh, Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, individual one. Mm-hmm. Only other player that's got an individual workout is Ben Mikel Bridges. So. Will you be there? Hopefully. More than likely. Will you get an in-depth interview for Best in the World Sports Report? <laughs> if I get the audio, if I get the audio, I'll just send it to you. <laughs> See, there you go. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. We need, you know. Yes. When we, when we have the Best in the World staff meeting after, you know, after we finish this <laughs> podcast, which will consist of you buying us beer and uh <laughs> And whatever we want for dinner, I know we didn't talk about that earlier. I kind of put you on the spot with that. That's okay. It's all good. I thought That's okay. I, you got anything in your fridge? No, not nothing really. Empty containers. Yeah. What the? What the? I the ghost. I supposed to go to the supermarket yesterday. What happened? It got. It was hot outside. Like ninety three degrees outside. I didn't go to the. And I, I was get any and food I was, because it and was hot. I, and I was cleaning. Before y'all came here, I did the same thing yesterday or today. I didn't leave my house because it was too hot. All right, I'm looking at this part. This part, man, is pretty clean. Yeah, that's it. So I, dude, I can't, I can't even knock that. You, you're doing all right. You, you're doing all right for yourself. All right, appreciate. It. Getting back to this track. In fact, you know what? Let's let's regroup for a second. Let's take a quick break. Yes. And then when we come back, we'll talk about draft prospects and where the Sixers can go in the draft. Mm-hmm. This is the best in the world. Sports Report. Just want to remind you guys, you can hit us up. Anywhere, anytime on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Once again, that is at BITW Sports. And remember, you can check us out every Saturday or whenever we do a show. Whenever we do a show, you can hear it on phillygoflow.com, 8 a.m., phillygoflow.com. They got a new app, y'all. There's a new phillygoflow.com app. Only people that have Android, though. Yeah, yeah, for the Android guys, all, all you little i, all you little iPhone snobs, y'all just gonna have to wait. But the, you know, the Sam Team Samsung, like me, Team you, Motorola. Uh, well, it's an then, Android. It's an Android. Okay, yes. then you get it. I have okay, all right, all right, there you go. All right, that's what's up. So me and Angela are down. Uh, Javon is not, but it's all good. It's all right. It's all good. Philly Go Ron. Flow app. At the Google Play Store, download that. You can listen to Philly Go Flow, and you can listen to us on Saturdays at 8 a.m. when we do a show. Yes. All right? We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the Best in the World Sports Report. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on Best in the World Sports Report. John Brown, Javon Offord, Angela Montoni. I got my paper right here in front of me. I'm, I'm going to get good, this name good right. Good job. Good job. Look, I have a rich, storied history, and Javon can speak to this, of me getting people's names wrong. I do it all the time. I suck at it, and I, I want to get better at it. I'm trying to get better at it. Well, you know what? Scratch I'm not really trying to get better at <laughs> The difference is you're right here in front of my face, so I don't want to butcher your name like right in front of you because that would be really disrespectful. And I don't want you to jump across the table and whoop my ass. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, you know. That. So I'm trying to get the name right, so I got it right in front of me. Angela Montoni from Total Sports Live. What's good? How are you? 
Good, and uh, don't worry, my people don't fly across tables, we flip them. Well, look. Real housewives in Jersey. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I don't know. That kind of threw me off. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm really frightened right now. I do. Uh, I, I'm. I'm intimidated. I'm kind of scared. But I will just. I will make. I will do my part by not getting her name wrong. Talking sixes. Talking the draft. Talking general manager problems. How we can get through all that, and then have a decent draft. Can that is that possible? Let me let me ask you this. I want and I want both of you to chime in. Here. What would be the scenario? What needs to happen this week? What needs to happen on Thursday? That when you wake up on Friday and you're saying, despite everything that's going on with the Sixers, the front office issues, you know, trying to turn things around. What would need what needs to happen on Thursday to make you feel like, you know what, the process lives, we're still on the right track, and I'm happy with where we're going. I want a more reliable shooter on the outside. It, who would that reliable shooter be? Either Knox or Bridges. Knox or Bridges. All right. I'm looking at you. Now what's going on, Javon? I mean, same thing. I mean, if you can get if you can get Mikel Bridges, that's great. But even not, you know, if you got to opt for maybe a guy like Lonnie Walker the fourth, or even Miles Bridges at that spot, that's cool. Unless you, as long as they keep it with the names they've been working out and kind of been attached to, and don't go like outside the realm where mm-hmm. they're like picking, you know, I don't know, uh, Shake and Gillis, uh, Alex, uh, Alexander. If they yeah. go him, then that's kind of be a shocker, mm-hmm. you know. If they don't do anything like that, then that's cool. You know, I wouldn't opt for them to take Zaire Smith at 10, even though a lot of Sixers fans like him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's a number 10, a top 10 pick-worthy player. He's kind of like late. Like, we're talking like maybe 15-ish range, mm-hmm. 15, 20-ish range, and not a top 10 uh, selection. So any of those names, you know, at number 10, I think, will work pretty fine for the Sixers. So let me jump to the other end of this, of this scale. Mm-hmm. Let me jump to the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to put out a sense. I want you to fill in the blank for me, all right? And I want you to be honest. So fill in the blanks. If the Sixers drafted blank, I'd be pissed. Hmm. Think about that. Put you on the spot right there. That's that's good question. That's good journalism out of me. That's good. Let me let me pat myself on the back. Yes, whatever. Give, give, yes, give All right. Think about, think about that one. one because there are a lot of times. You know, we're sitting there. We've talked about Knox. We've talked about Bridges, and we're like how a perfect fit would be for this team. But there have been times in the past when we've walked away from a Sixers draft, and you're like, "What are they thinking?" Look, y'all are too young to remember the the Sean Bradley years. I, I remember that. That was high school for me. You remember that too? Do you? Re- How old were you when? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we don't do that. I don't yeah, date yeah, myself. Yeah, oh, you're. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, she don't, don't do that. You don't no, do that. No, I'm dating her. So. It, it, I respect it's occasionally that. Occasionally slipped out, but it's not a habit. <laughs> understood. 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 <laughs> but none, nonetheless, but do you remember that? So I, or you've been told you remember? You know the story. Yep. Bottom line is number one player. The number one player in that draft was a game changer. Number three player in that draft was a game changer. The number two player was garbage. You know, and that's who we got. You know, fast forward a couple years, not Sixers related, but you think about that LeBron draft. LeBron at number one. Carmelo at number three. Yeah. Was it D-Wade was four in that draft? Chris Bosh was four. Chris Bosh was four. D was five. That number two pick. Yeah. Darko. Yeah. Out there working on a farm now. Yeah. You know, that's that's the type of stuff that, that would, you know, piss me off. You know, you, you think about think about that Evan Turner draft. Yeah. Now, I liked Evan Turner. And Facebook memories uh, just reminds me of how wrong I was about Evan Turner. We got that number two pick of the draft, and I'm like, okay, let's go. We are, you know. Here we go. Let's get Evan Turner in here. I couldn't have been more wrong. And there were so many people who were saying, like, no, you got to get Cousins. Got to yeah. get Cousins. Got to yeah. get Cousins. Go with size. Go with the big man. Nah, man, no, no, you crazy, man. 
Evan Turner, he's putting in work over there at Ohio State. He's gonna be great. Yeah, I was wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why that's why I do this podcast for free. No one pays <laughs> me for my insight. But I was wrong on that one. But you know, but nonetheless, that brings us back to this year. Mm-hmm. There are definite favors. There are players that we want. You know, and it's it's funny we talk we're talking about the number uh, ten pick. We've heard we were sitting here we were watching uh, the ESPN special, and they talked about Grayson Allen at twenty six. And I know a lot of people in this city just because there's a lot of people that hate Duke that would hate the pick of Grayson Allen. I am not one of them. Now, as long as he is a player at Duke and not necessarily a Philadelphia seventy sixer, I hate Grayson Allen. That's just that's just because that's the rule. That's how it has to be. Right. If the Sixers were to draft him, I would change. I I could learn to accept it. It's a possibility. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. You know, it's like I I, I would hate his game mm-hmm. and his style if he played for anybody else. And if he were to ever, if he were to end up in like Boston, yeah, or the Lakers or some something like that. Yeah. Then that would just solidify that I would just hate him to the you know for the rest of his to life. To the fullest. Yeah. Yeah. To the fullest just, degree. You know, there there would be nothing but hate. Don't blame me. Yeah, but if he came here, he's out there tripping people. He can trip. Look, he, he could trip Marquise Morris or Marcus Morris. He could trip Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? A, a little hard foul, put a little sauce on it. You know what I mean? Next time uh, <laughs> Rosier tries to drive to the basket. Don't shake your head. That's cool. I'll take that, man. Put a little, you know what I mean? Put a little hot sauce on it. Oh, my God. I'll take that. Now, if he did it, like, to one of our players for another team, yeah, that'd piss me off. But yeah, I, I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. But, like, we drive Grayson out, I'll take it. I learned, look, I hated, understand, I hated, absolutely hated J.J. Reddick when he was in college. I hated J.J. Reddick. Up until probably the first three he hit for us. Not even when we signed him. I was like, this is terrible. This is J.J. Reddick. I can't like him. <laughs> I've spent too much time liking him. Then he hit that three. Whoa. whoa. Um, you don't whoa, hate him no more. Um, I don't think I hate you anymore, uh, guy. Hey, hey, hey welcome, welcome to Philly. Look, I, I, I have learned to accept and embrace Duke players when they come to this team. As you should. You know, I embraced Jaleel Okafor. I embraced him until he was gone. Yes. You know, but, uh, well, so. The free job movement will never die. No, it won't. Hashtag free job. Free job. Free job. Free job from Brooklyn now. Free job. (laughs) Free free job job part two. (laughs) He's about to get freed from the NBA. (laughs) Maybe. I, I, I don't know what's going on with that guy. I, I just, bad, at this point, I'm, bad, I'm just glad he's off this team now. Because I don't, I don't want to see Todd looking at the number three pick of the draft sitting at the end of our, at, at our end of our bench, not getting any playing time. Yeah, mm. that was infuriating. Yeah, it was. It, it, it really was. But free job. Free. But nonetheless, back to the question. The question at hand is, if who could the Sixers draft that would totally piss you off? Um, the Sixers draft. The Sixers draft. SGA, Shea, Gilgeus, Alexander at 10. I'll be pissed. You'd be pissed. Yeah. Trey Young falls to 10. And the Sixers draft him. Are you pissed? No. No? No. You would accept that? Yeah. Would you, would that force you, would, would you then think they'd have to get rid of Fultz if they were to draft Trey Young? No. I think you can play both of them at the backcourt at the same time. Where do you put uh, Where do you put Ben? Put him at the three or the four. Put him at the four. Put him at the four. All right. So you got Trey Young, Mark, uh, Markel Fultz. I was about to call him Marcus Fultz because I get names wrong. That's what I do. Even people, even you're people putting you're putting shooters around Ben at mm-hmm. that point. Okay. Fultz is a shooter. Yeah. You think so? I agree. I huh? think he is. Okay. He's just gonna start the season. Think about this. Think about this. No, he won't. No, he won't. But nonetheless. It's just right. the other Ben Simmons. That's but you'd be, you you would be cool with Trey Young coming to the Sixers. Yeah, because at that point, that's almost like it's like best player available. Mm-hmm. 
at that point. But that's how we that's how we ended up with Ja, Nerlens, and uh, and Embiid. Well, I mean, Embiid, yeah, that was kind of best player available because Wiggins and Parker had already went off the board. Yeah. Nerlens was you got in a trade because you traded away Drew Holiday. Yeah. In Okafor, that was because it wasn't necessarily best player available because Porzingis is right behind him. Mm. And the Lakers took D'Angelo Russell, yeah, who the exactly. Sixers wanted. Yeah, two, 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 two. All right, Angelo, I'm looking at you now. If the six, who could the Sixers draft that would completely piss you off? I don't really necessarily have a name involved, but they have too many big guys. I don't want to see them draft another, waste another draft pick on a big guy. One so more. no Wendell Carter Jr. No Wendell Duke. Carter. No. <laughs> Mo Bamba. What about Mo Bamba? If Mo Bamba's there. Nah. nah. If they didn't have Embiid, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no need for Mo. No. Say no to Mo. Yeah. You got to say no to Mo. Say All no right. To Mo. Hey, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Who could the Sixers draft that would completely piss you off? Let us know. Talk to us. We'll, you know, we'll hit you back. I mean, I'm, you know how I am on social media. Yes. I've, I've, I've seen you get into various arguments. Look, I've told people, you know, these, you know, these talking heads, these pundits, you know, they don't, they don't have time for this. You know, they're out there doing their thing because they're on the clock getting paid for their opinions. And, you know, they don't have time to come down here and meet with people and get down with people when they want to come for them. But you got the time. I got the time. You come for me. We going to get into it. All right. That's just what I do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm like a low level Talib Kweli. <laughs> no, nah, I'm messing around. But look, nonetheless, let us know what you think. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Draft is on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sixers got two first round draft picks, ten and twenty six. Yep. We are. We know they need shooters. We know we we, we know they need shooters. And for me, I guess I kind of look at I kind of look at it a lot like I look at the NFL draft, where I feel like you know what. When you're drafting that high, you need somebody who can come in and start. So let me ask yeah. you this. We've talked about Knox. We've talked about Bridges. We've talked about Allen. You know, we, we, we even talked about Trey Young. And I, I, don't, I, and, and I say that, I just throw, I do his name out hypothetically because we all, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be there No, at 10. No. But Bridges, does he start day one? If you, if, I mean, granted, you know, you got to see how he plays. But. Just with the eye test, from what you see, you start him on day one. Yeah, I think you do because just like what Angela said, you know, with Robert Covington, you get inconsistency, mm-hmm. and that's something that even Mikel Bridges has shown. Has even in college, Mikel Bridges has shown that, especially this year, that he hasn't really had. He didn't really have an inconsistent game. And that even when the shot isn't falling, he can at least put the ball on the floor. Robert Covington struggles to put the ball on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can't just be a spot-up shooter now at, at the three position. you got to be able to put the ball on the floor and be able to drive to the basket and give the defense some different look on the floor. I hear you, Angel. What do you think? Now, uh, does he start day one? Maybe. If he doesn't start day one, he starts by day like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a right-away thing? I, I would like to see them put him on the court. For the first game, just because, like we said earlier about, and what Javon just said about Covington, bumping him out of the starter role. Get him out of this one. Get him out of there. In fact, just, just, someone just needs to go into the Sixers. Lo- as soon as they draft him, as soon as he walks up, takes the hat, puts the hat on, someone needs to go into Sixers locker room and just rip Covington's stuff down. Let's <laughs> move it to the back. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I yeah, right. Because <laughs> I still like his. I still like Covington on defense. I'll give him that. We don't want. We don't, we don't want to demoralize him. You don't want to kick him off the team. No. Like, no. All right. All right. All right. He's a nice guy. Yeah. That now that will change. Now when we come back and we're doing this show in like November, December, <laughs> Covington went down like two for sixteen. You know. Oh, for eight from the from the three point line. He's going to have those games. Oh yeah, yeah he's. Uh, well, we know. Yeah. We've seen him. But the difference is, if you have a capable guy that can step in for him, then it doesn't look that bad. It looks bad when you don't have somebody that's capable to back him up, and you're dealing with Arizona Silva and Marco Bellinelli, and they're shooting bad. So it doesn't. Yeah. It only it just compounds the problem. I understand. 
I understand. But when we have Bridges and we have LeBron back up in this piece. Well, hold up. See, here's the thing. When you're dealing with podcasts slash radio, you right. know, you can't see things. So I all I can do is just explain. And so I have to explain the look that Angela just gave me at the mention, the, the mere mention of the best player in the world, the best player of this generation, quite possibly the best player ever, LeBron James playing for this team. Are you against this? Are you one of these people who don't want to see the greatest player in the world come to the Philadelphia 76ers? I don't like the drama he brings. Um, I this has been listen. This has been very very well documented over the years. I feel like his whole move back to Cleveland was just his undoing the PR nightmare that he created when he decided to take his talents to South Beach. I don't like the drama he brings. I don't want him polluting the minds of the young kids that are in that locker room. And you opened this can of worms, but if he came here, I would not be so super against it to where I'd boycott games. I'm not. I don't take it that far. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, 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 what? I can't see a scenario. See, here, here's the problem. I was, I, I come to you and I speak to you as a reformed LeBron hater. I was once a man who hated on LeBron, who enjoyed hating on LeBron, who relished in all of his playoff failures. And flops. And flops and all that. I, I was one of them, but I've changed. I have seen the light. I have been delivered from that. I am no. I am now a LeBron fan. I am now, you know, I, I now worship the throne of King James, and I want him to come to Philadelphia and take us to the promised land because I feel like him, I feel like him going to Miami was a stroke of genius. I think that was one of the greatest moves in the history of basketball because I feel like it what I feel like that move shifted it, it, it kind of shifted the narrative. I feel like when players players are defined by you know players legacies are defined by wins and losses. You know, right or wrong, you know, in the end when you win you you know when you win you get all the adulation, you get all the you know, you know, you get all the praise. When you lose, you get all the blame, no matter what happens. And I feel like Cleveland was not a team. Cleveland was not an organization dedicated or capable of building a winner around him. So he left. He got a better job. That's what we all, you know, we all do. When, when our jobs suck, you know, if there's an opportunity to get a better one, that's what he did. And to me, I feel like that that was that was him saying, hey, you know what? If you can if you are not going to build a winner around me, I will find someone who did. Now, it's like now I, I hear and I understand the, you know, the the criticism you have for his move to from Cleveland to Miami. Now, I was kind of more if anything, I was more critical of his move back to Cleveland. That's what I said. Yeah. He, it was undoing yeah. the PR nightmare that he created for himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and, and what you said about them not being committed to win, I'm not disputing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really necessarily hold it against him for going and finding a better team to play for. But mm-hmm. it all comes back to the media circus that he created, about, he created around it. Mm-hmm. Players switch teams and sign new contracts mm-hmm. all the time. But they don't feel that's so self-important where they go and put themselves on live TV and announce where they're going. It's well, it's well to me, I'm, like like for me, like, and that's I, where I, my general mm-hmm. distaste has always really stemmed mm-hmm. from. I can recognize his talent. I don't mm-hmm. argue about. I don't yeah. argue that because I'm mm-hmm. smart enough to mm-hmm. know that I'm a dead like I'm I'm, I'm a one man or one like a man in an ass kicking contest <laughs> trying to dispute his talent because mm-hmm. you really can't argue that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the drama he brings, mm-hmm. and because the average age of the Sixers locker room is so young, I don't necessarily know that that would be a positive influence mm-hmm. in there. I'm not mm-hmm. on the court; he probably would be. But like I said, if he comes here, I'm not going to be so well, super I, against it. Well, I guess, like to me, I feel like the drama he brings circle. The drama he brings is rooted in in being in competition, in wanting to win. Now, it's like to me, like when I think of like. When I think of 
dr- bringing in drama into an organization. Like I think of T.O., you know, guys like that, you know, yeah. you know, that, like when I hear when, when I hear drama, that's what I think. of, And I don't think that's necessarily what LeBron would bring into this bring into this uh, locker room. I think what he brings in, what he would bring in is right or wrong. Yes, I, see, I understand three and six in the playoff, uh, three and six in the finals. But I, I see a guy who expects to get to the finals. Right. And that's what you know, and, and to me, I feel like, yes, this is a competitive bunch. This is, you know, this is a team, this is a fiery young core, but I feel like the one thing that they did not have, the one thing that I felt was on display in that Boston series is they just don't know how to win. Mm-hmm. They're a team that didn't know how to win, you know, and LeBron is the type of player like, yeah, you know what, he'll come into the locker room, he's going to bring into a, you know, he's going to bring a lot, and but he's that type of guy, and I think Ben and, jo- uh, and Joel are the type of guys like, you remember what was the game? What was the game uh, they lost in Boston? Was that game four? Uh, excuse me, no game. Yeah, game was it game three or game four when uh, when Ben got the rebound and went right back up. With, he went right back up with the uh, with the ball, and had he just dribbled the ball back out. That was. I'm looking at Javon because Javon Javon walked across the room because he did, he didn't want to sit between me and Angela when we were uh, when we were talking about LeBron. He's been in the middle of that discussion so many times <laughs> when it came up. I just felt so bad. I know I knew exactly why he walked away. It's all good. It's all, I, I make I, I make I make Javon lead the room almost every week. But it's, but but none but nonetheless, I feel like that's the type of, that's the type of thing where it's like I feel like they're strong enough where LeBron's going to get he's going to get in your ear over a mistake like that. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to the point where I think it's bad because I think Ben Ben is a, Ben and Joel have both shown that they're strong enough personalities that they can take right that. You know, you know if they they were timid, you know, guys, and and we would see it. Like, you know, we watched Ben stand, you know, stand up to guys, you know, guys come after Ben this season, you know, this season. And he and he stood up to them. And I think that that proves that he could play with a guy like LeBron, who would be loud, who would be in your ear, saying, "Hey, no, you know, this is what you have to do." Right. So I'm like, like to me, I feel like I get I get what you're saying to your point about like the drama and the aura that he brings to a locker room. But to me, I feel like that aura and that drama would bring in wins. And if it brings in wins, then I'll take you know I'll take that drama. Out, you know, there's certain player. You know, there's certain type of players. Like, like, I feel like I would take LeBron drama before I would take like Carmelo Anthony drama. Oh well, yeah. You know, but like, like to me, that's the type of drama I would not want. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's also something that you you might be able to apply to a Kawhi Leonard. Is that the type of you know? Here's a guy who can't get along with one of the winningest coaches in the history of basketball. And one of the winningest teams in the history of basketball. I mean, San Antonio's sitting on what five rings, five championships in the last twenty years, and you can't get along with this team. That's the type, you know. When I look at drama that I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to expose my players to, that's the type of drama I'm. You know, that's what I look at. Not necessarily, not necessarily LeBron, but I do see your point. Right, because mm-hmm. Leonard wouldn't be happy anywhere, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like, like when, when I look at it, like. If anything about if anything about LeBron, I feel like LeBron can't be the only move they make. You know, I feel like we've gotten LeBron is now past the point of add add LeBron and stir. You understand? Right. You know, it was like it, that's that that was where he was. That's probably where he was in Miami. That's where he was when he first got to Cleveland. Where it's like, yes, you. We want to win championships. I don't want to see. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get back to. The, I don't want to get back to the finals and lose. Right. You know, I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want. I don't want oh one all over again. You know, I want to see. And and if like if all we're doing, if all we're doing is getting to the finals and losing the Golden State again, what's the point? There is none. Yeah. You know. You know. It's like so. If we're going to bring in LeBron, we need to bring in. You know, there needs to be a corresponding move. 
whether it's shoring up the bench, getting somebody else, finding somebody who would come here, you know, a veteran, a veteran who can make a difference, who's, who sees what's going on here and says, hey, you know what, I'll take less money. I'll come on this team and help put, you know, help put them over the top. But to me, that would be worth whatever drama LeBron brings. She's thinking about it. No, I see your point, and <laughs> I hate admitting that, mm-hmm. but no. But it's just uh, look, like I said, he comes here, then he comes here, and obviously, it's going to be a good yeah. move for mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not that far on the side of the argument where I've heard people say I would watch a single game if they—that's nonsense. Yeah. You're lying. You know you're lying. I'm Stop every it. Game. Yeah, you'll still watch. Mm-hmm. You'll still try to buy tickets for face value and turn mm-hmm. around StubHub and sell them for three times as much. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the idiot that probably buys them. Mm-hmm. You know, get them $3,000 uh, nosebleeds. Yeah, seats. next to God. Yeah, exactly. Sitting up there swinging from the rafters. <laughs> but, no, but but nonetheless, it's like, I, I, I would like to see that can't be the only move. Right. You know, I'm not quite sure if Paul, I'm not quite sure if Paul George would be, the, you know, a secondary move, and I just think they it would take too much to bring in LeBron and a Kawhi. Yeah, especially when you don't have when you don't have a general manager per se on mm-hmm. your team. You know, maybe you know, maybe whether it was maybe whether it's Colangelo, whether it was Hanky, somebody who's actually in the job of general manager might find a way to make something like that happen. I don't know if Brett Brown has that type of power. I don't know if Brett Brown has that wherewithal to make deals like that. I don't either. It's just not his role. It's not his job. It's not what he's used to. I mean, say over the draft and then say over contracts and trade scenarios are two completely different things. Yeah, I I just – I I, I guess if if anything, that's what worries me about this. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like because what – you know, what can he do? What is his, you know, what power does he have? What deals can he make? What does he have the green light to do? So, you know, at this point, I just want, I just want to see a solid draft. Mm-hmm. You know, get me Knox, get me Bridges, get me a player like Allen. Get, you know, get me, get me a swing man who can shoot and can put the ball on the floor. Get me somebody who can come off the bench, and you know, so I can see. I need to see. I need two players who will help facilitate seeing less of Robert Covington and seeing no TLC. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. what I need. If I can get that, if I'm looking at that on Friday, I'm good. I'm good. Are you, would you be good? Come back. If I sit back down at the table and, and, and hang with it. I mean, you heard that assessment. Do you agree with me? I need less Robert Covington, no TLC. Can I get that in this draft? I don't think TLC is that bad of a player. I just think Again, you gotta think where he was drafted. He was drafted no, no, I mean, twenty. No. He was drafted same yeah, spot, yeah, twenty four, twenty six. Yeah, so yeah. at that point, you're, you're yeah. hoping to get something. But yeah, if I don't not, need him, I don't need him to be if, a superstar. I'm right, like, if, he, he's, if, if, it's if, not paying it out. It's time for him to go. He's a good bench. He's a good bench piece. You gotta I mean, hope. You gotta. Nice you got. You gotta hope whoever good, that. You a gotta good hope bench piece in that he wears hope. really nice skinny jeans. You gotta hope and whoever and a, and a, and a blazer. You gotta hope whoever at twenty six can outbeat him for the job. Yeah, exactly. That's that's fine. If if I yes, I am all for that. I need whoever we get at twenty six to be able to beat TLC. I just out hope. For a I job. just hope you're not disappointed if they don't choose Grayson Allen at twenty six. No, no, look, look. I mean, I, I like. I like that, but you know, at this point, at twenty six, you know, it's a crapshoot. You know, you, you don't yeah. know who's going to be there, and there's no telling that that Grayson Allen is even the best choice. You know, I could sit up here, Grayson Allen be on the table at twenty six, and he not be there. You know, that I'm is thinking, true. Like what? Like, and I'm throwing that out there because you know Grayson Allen is a name. If uh, Dante Divincenzo is there at twenty six, you taking him? Yeah, you take him. Mm-hmm. And I take I take him over Grayson Allen. Oh yeah. Now that'd be crazy. You end up with both Villanova guys in the draft. You know, that, I mean, that's a you talk about a media uh, frenzy. Frenzy, yeah. yeah. They get both the Villanova. They find a way to get both Villanova guys. Man, only person to be mad is Angela because that's just too way too much <laughs> Villanova love. In fact, Angela would be pissed. Javon, he'd just be slightly. He, he, he try to be professional about it, but he'd be pissed. No, would. 
He said I'm he, the biggest. He would, he would I'm the in. biggest Villanova fan during the tournament time. He's the biggest Villanova fan during the tor- tournament and time during the regular while season. While he's wearing his LaSalle no, shirts during the regular season, I'll tell I'll tell her what it is. I'll tell you that LaSalle sucks. It's terrible, man. But it don't there, matter. They got there. Ashley Howard now, so it's all good. It's all good. Oh, you coming back around? You you on board with that? Yeah. All right, that's cool. Poach from Villanova now. Mm-hmm. Now he's about thing. to turn. He's about to turn things around. All right, I believe it. I believe it. All right, look, you guys, that's the show. It's been like an hour. Yeah. Nice. You like that? It do. Mm-hmm. No, we ain't gonna do the awards, right? I, I got nobody. I got nobody. You ain't got nobody. I got nobody. Yeah. You got anybody? Anybody you want to tell us? Sit your ass down this week. Uh, Ed, Ed Warder. Oh yeah, yeah. Ed Warder out there talking greasy. Yeah. I, oh man, that's a good one. I forgot about that. <laughs> Ed Warder out here in these streets. Yes. Talking greasy. Yes. Talking about oh man. You know what his job is like his job is giving out the Ed Werder yeah. and, and Britt McHenry out there together. Yeah. <laughs> out here being discriminated against. Yes, they are. They over there discriminating against each other. That's the bad part. <laughs> they ended up both out of a job. Yeah, there you go. That's that's, that's a good one. Ed Werder, sit your ass down. There yeah. you go. Yeah. He that's definitely good. deserves he definitely deserves it. Yeah, he after got, what he said on Twitter. Yeah, he was out there getting cooked by his own former colleagues. Yeah, Jamel got him. Howard Bryant got him. Some stuff you just can't say. Like it, 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 again, it like again, he has to understand that in the whole job market media thing. Um, if already if you're a man, you're already going to get a job. Mm. But if you're a white man. A white male, you get you're going to get a higher position placed fully, and it was just a it was a jacked up thing. It to was say. a ja- yeah, it was exactly a because because of, the, because, wasn't a because, because of because because of the woman who responded to SI's thing talking because SI was looking for a breaking news writer and they she responded and said something about it. And then that's when he jumped in talking like almost like oh woe is me type of thing like. Sorry, man. He ain't Look get, like you're telling men not to apply type of thing. He ain't been getting them ESPN checks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things is kind of lean in the Werder household, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, you, when, when you get laid off, you know, you go through a period, you know, you, after your severance runs out, he's sitting there, you know what I mean? Werder family out there eating them spam sandwiches. He's oh feeling kind of salty. He's, look, man, times are tough. Yeah, I mean, he's a little he's a little bitter now, you know. I mean, it's like he didn't went the whole football season and get no job, man. So he's kind of mad. He's he's sitting there at home, family looking at him like he's done something wrong. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's what happens. You know, you spend a year out there, you know, looking, and we're about to get that job at Home Depot working with uh, Delonte West. Probably, you know, what I mean, it happens sometimes, man. It does. Life comes at you hard. And fast. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Anyway, so there you go. That was a good call by you, Edward, with the sit your ass down award. Angela, thank you. You, I think we need to give her a permanent seat, man. Yes, we do. In fact, yeah. um, we might Javon, well just combine just, efforts yeah, and just. You want to do that? There we go. All right, there you go. All right, I don't know what we're going to call this thing. It's we'll just keep like, it best in the world. Best yeah. in the world. All right, cool. There you go. There I mean, you, you got the hats the, already. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Like it. Oh, there is gear. Yes. Yeah, there, there's merch. Merch is coming. Yeah. All right, <laughs> merch is coming. But unfortunately, I'm about as uh, I'm as about as gainfully employed as Ed Werder. So <laughs> I don't know when I, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to get some more hats. But as soon as I do, you know, what I mean, I got you. I'll take care of y'all. You know, what I mean. I might have to ask, Ed, you know, like, look, man, you got that nice little severance package from ESPN. Why don't you help me get some merch right. from, my, from my coworkers? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this has been the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown from my man, Javon Offord. For, uh, let me get the paper out. Let me, let me, let me, let me make sure. Don't oh, open, up your, open, open, open up your Rolodex. Open up the personal Rolodex. Of names. Of names. Angela Montoni from Total Sports Live here with us. We want to thank you guys for rocking with us. Been rocking with the best. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Once again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports or on Apple Podcasts. We're there too, all right? Just look up the best in the world sports report. You can hear us on phillygoflow.com every Saturday, 8 a.m., 
between. We, um, in, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. In between the Reggae Sunrise Show mm-hmm. and early morning 80s. Yes. So, you know, as we break it down, you know, you get your dreadlock music and your jerry curl music. And, and in between, you get your sports. All right? You know, oh, did I tell you that PhillyGoFlow.com has Fridays in the 90s? I heard about that. Fridays in the 90s. All 90s music. All Friday long. All right? Fridays. I've, I've seen the posters. Uh, Angela, I heard that's your wheelhouse right there. Oh, yeah. You love the 90s? Of course. Uh, exactly. It's like a trip back in time to my fake ID going yeah. into Egypt. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That, that, that's me. The 90s is me being all from the suburbs trying to pretend I'm hard coming into the city trying to hang out, you know, and, and hang with the city dudes. When I'm not a city guy, I'm a suburb guy. It's all, I'm old now. I can admit it. You know, I'm, I'm good with it now. Like back in the '90s, you know, I'm up there trying to front like I'm hard. You know, <laughs> with, my, with my jeans and my Tims on. You know what I mean? That, that, that was me, Mister Wannabe Thug dude. But you know, that's 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 all me right there. Yes. Fridays in the '90s on PhillyGoFlow.com every Friday. All right, and then Saturday you can check out Best in the World. Thank you guys for checking us out. We'll see you next week. Well, I don't know. We'll see you next week. We'll see you when we see you. Yeah. All right. Peace, y'all. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.